Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dude Goose, aka Bull Scripted, and we are here after a 115-106 Chicago Bulls victory over the Washington Wizards. A little house cleaning. Be sure you're going on tap sportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Downloading the Thrive Fantasy app. Use promo code on tap, and once you deposit ten dollars thrive we'll deposit an additional ten dollars i don't have the ad read in front of me you know why goose because i'm in fucking disneyland right now i'm in disneyland you mean you're right on now. a you're on a balcony on a portable mic recording the bulls that shit takes dedication you know it brother i am on a fucking balcony right now oh <laughs> we are hanging in through this shit fest of a season so far bringing you content almost after every single game regardless of the outcome and my boy buzz is on his first family vacation that was talked about uh one of our gatherings i suppose when we went to the bulls preseason uh you mentioned to uh one of your uh Step in laws. Oh, I'm I'm trying to go to Florida. What's what's the best way to go about this? And you made it out there, and you are still recording from a fucking balcony. So please, everybody, give a round of applause for my man Buzz because we are hanging in there. The season sucks. He's out of state, and we are still bringing you content. And we get to talk about a W. Yeah, we missed the last game against Boston because that was the day that I landed here in Florida. And uh It wasn't beautiful- worth talking about. It wasn't worth talking about, no. It was it was fucking terrible. I actually watched the game on my phone at um the Rainforest Cafe in Disney Springs and then I was like <laughs> finally got back here to the hotel, but it was like ten thirty Eastern time already and I was like, Man, fuck this. We're not doing this shit. This, you know, it's whatever. It was gonna go to bed, we'll get the next one. You're like, dude, enjoy your vacation. And I'm like, nah, it's all good. So we went to Epcot today, man. The kid got you know kid went on all the rides, ate some good food. I went around the world and drank alcohol from almost every single country represented there. And then by the time it was about seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time here in Orlando, my kid was donezo. So we came back to the hotel. We watched the fireworks outside while I had my laptop and uh, watched fireworks in the Bulls game. And they went to bed. And now here I am with you, man. So we're going to talk about this game, dude. 115 106. Bulls started off. Um, this game started off shitty. And I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. It was horrible because Daniel Gafford. He goes down with a dislocated thumb, and I mean, it was in like the first minute, minute twenty of the game, I think. And uh, oh, dude, it, it was not good. Gafford had that oop to start the game, and I was hyped. All right, that's how we start. Oh two, Gafford with the lob. All right, KD, who went one for seven from the field, over five for three point land. But no, Daniel Gafford's injury outside of the victory tonight has to be the highlight because we are now down Wendell Carter Jr. and Daniel Gafford. Um, I mentioned on Twitter, um, hey, NBA, injury exception. Let us bring in Joakim Noah. I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen. I really wouldn't be. And, you know, that'd be awesome. I mean, we could break that down a little bit too, but there's another issue that happened today man well there's another issue finally our guy a guy that we have stuck up for quite often and uh 
that's Chandler Hutchison. He's playing his best game since, I mean, <laughs> since he returned from his shoulder injury, maybe ever. And uh, I don't know what the fuck happened. Was it a tailbone? Was it a wrist? Was it an arm? Was it a shoulder? He lands on his back after finishing it. I mean, he didn't really finish the dunk, but the ball went in the goddamn hoop. But uh, it was not good. And now he's going to be down for God knows how long. And so those are just the two injuries I wanted to touch on. Obviously, I was watching on a computer. Did you see anything different than what I saw on the on the screen? See, you no. Know, in in Hutch's landing, and let's touch on. He only played twelve minutes and was five for seven. Third on the team in field goal percentage. Uh, number one was Daniel Gafford, one for one with his oop dunk to start the game before his injury. So. Hutch finally comes out, shows you that he's worth a first-round pick. Playing both ends, uh, attacking the rim, somehow fooling somebody into jumping at a pump fake in the corner, leading to this dunk. And it, it kind of looked like maybe it was his left foot, I believe, that fell down on top of another player's foot on the opposing team. I don't recall who it was. But I'm I'm very curious to get this injury report back because we've had Hutch out the whole fucking season behind Otto Porter Jr. And our wing depth has killed us, and now our center depth is going to kill us because we pay Felicio $8 million <laughs> to wear a fucking suit. And he played seven minutes and was a negative five. And I think it should have been a lot worse <laughs> than we, a negative can five. We, can we talk about best, how bad he looked? <laughs> dude, dude, no, we shouldn't. We we should just completely ignore it and move the fuck on. But his best play was literally missing a drive attempt thrown right in the middle of his hands that skidded out to Sadoransky for an open three-pointer. That was Felicio's best play of the game on both ends of the floor. And that shit is embarrassing. It just hurts so bad. It hurt. It physically it, it hurts does, me watching him man. play, bro. It physically hurts me watching him play. He is trash city, homie. We are paying him rotational player money to wear a suit to the game or go play for the G League team, and he's the reason that the whole entire G League structure is going to get redone because they're like, this motherfucker's making eight million dollars a year. I'm making thirty grand to travel in a bus around the country. Holy sh... Come on, now. Like, please, <laughs> you. Dude. Dude. There was literally people calling for you to play over Paul Gasol at one point. And I get Rondo was here. So you had an elite playmaker. But holy sh... How do you devolve this far after getting a contract outside of just going cheeseburger, 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 cheeseburger? I, dude, I don't know. He definitely fleeced us. Or I mean, Garp. It's Garpack's gonna Garpacks regardless. But you know, know speaking speaking of Garp. these injuries, let's talk about the guys that stepped up. Luke Cornett, dude, thirty-five minutes tonight, plus eighteen, ten points, four boards, two assists, two blocks. I mean, Luke Cornett stepped up big time tonight. Our bench in general stepped up. Wait, big all right, time let's tonight. let's stop there Be, before we give Luke Cornett any praise. Luke Cornett played four more minutes than Lowry Markkinen. Had two (laughs) more shot attempts than Lowry Markkinen. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. 
Fight for this coach to the moon come the offseason, because I get there's no point in doing it right now. But fire this coach to the fucking moon, please. You are playing Lowry Markinen 30 minutes a game with a healthy rotation. You have some injuries. And, oh, hey, Cornette, let's play 35 minutes and give you more shots than Lowry Markinen. It's unbelievable, dude. It's a joke. But, I mean, at least Luke Cornette made the most out of his minutes tonight. This bench in general, dude, between Thad Young and Luke Cornette, there's 28 points, right? Kobe White adds another 10. That's 38 points, all right? So then we're going to add another 11 from Chandler Hutchinson. That's what – how many points is that now? I've already lost myself. That's that's, that's 49. If and, then, and, and, then Sha- <laughs> and then Shaq Harrison adds one point. We had 50 Bulls bench points tonight. 50. Bro, that's awesome. That's cool and tough. <laughs> and wait, this is the best point. Zero came Felice from Felicio or Archie, who played 17 minutes. Zero fucking points. Zero fucking assists. Negative Zero eight. Contra- Negative Zero- eight from the coach's son. Get this kid out of the NBA. Give him Max Struess's two-way contract. Get it real big in this rotation, please. Get this man out of here. I, I Arch can't. did have two assists, but he did look like shit. I'll give you that wholeheartedly. He looked bad tonight. He's sitting there trying to draw charges at the top of the key while he's moving his feet. He oh, bobbled he a couple balls. Um, you know, uh, he two to, two, two to one conservative assist to turnover ratio. That's that's two to one. Archie's a positive. <laughs> he yeah. He him and Felicio literally added nothing. They just added. Pretty much Wait, nothing. Oh, great, you know? What? I get Hutch went down in the third, but Archie played more minutes than Hutch too. Zero yeah. for Valentine. Dude, Hutch that, having that's... the game of his life. Five less minutes. That's something that we really, really need to touch on in one of these future episodes. Is what the fuck is going on with Denzel Valentine? I know we've touched on it before. I was actually going to write a little piece about it over at OnTapSportsNet.com. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but. You know, We're something... starting Chris Dunn at small forward. Yeah, something's got to give here. Like it, it's getting a little ridiculous. Denzel might not be the truth, okay? Like our buddy Fred thought he was gonna be, but at the end of the day, he he doesn't deserve this. This is kind of fucked, and uh, I, especially when we could use his shooting and his playmaking. Well, no, can... it, even if you're trying to trade the man, bro. Right, you're gonna lose him for. You're gonna take a risk of losing a round one pick fourteen. So a first round draft pick in the lottery, you're gonna you're pretty much risking losing him for absolutely nothing at this point. Especially in a year that's lost, you're basically giving him away for free, and that is something that we've seen time and time again. And that 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 just, that just needs to stop. But the fact that this guy's logging zero minutes right now is absolutely fucking it, it, it's insane. I'm trying to keep my cool because, like I said, I'm on a balcony in Disney fucking world. I don't want to go nuts, but I mean this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous that he's not getting any minutes, but I, I, you know, we, we are being very negative right now. We do, we should move into the positives. But do you have anything to add about that Denzel thing before we do move into the positives here? It's bullshit. You spent the lottery pick on a player. He clearly has his flaws, but he also clearly has his positives. And with the offensive efficiency of this team. I can't think of many players that I'd rather have shooting the ball than Denzel Valentine. Archie Diakono does not come to mind when I go, oh, elite three-point shooter. Yeah, 
let's give him minutes because his defense is awesome because uh, it consists of let me hack the shit out of this guy or try to draw a charge and maybe flop and oh shit I didn't get the call and now Jim Boylan's yelling at the referee for me and holy shit now he gave up a technical because Jim's yelling at the refs for his son holy shit I can't I, I can't do it anymore I can't if you're trying to trade this man the worst thing you can do is go you're a DNP you're Felicio oh wow Oh, well, and at our rants there, uh, it did just come out that Chandler Hutchinson re-injured the same shoulder that he had hurt before. So that that is what the issue is with Chandler Hutchinson. That's all the news that we do have right now on well, that. Well, well, pray to Jesus that uh, Otto unhooks that boot. He did post like three to five consecutive pictures in a Bulls jersey playing basketball uh, about, I want to say, three days ago. So, yeah, he's doing uh, non-contact right now, so hopefully he moves back into the contact drills here and, pretty soon. And the report during the game was his timetable is still undetermined and could be shut down for the season. So, I make m- mixed messages. I don't know. Um, Otto Porter Jr. could potentially uh, help us turn this around with the Magic having Jonathan Isaac out for a little bit while longer. I don't know. Either way. Uh, I'm still holding on to playoff hope because I can't tank again. But Otto, get your shit right. Yeah, no shit, dude. Uh, So moving into the good here. Zach Levine, 12 for 21, 6 for 11 from downtown. Zach took one free throw tonight. He missed it. Bullshit. Bullshit kid got fouled more than that. But, you know, that's what we're used to here in Chicago anyway. Uh, 30 points for Zach. Wait, Buzz. Wait, Buzz. Hang on. I'm going to cut you off again. It's okay. You mean to tell me? The best dunker, arguably ever, doesn't get any free throws when he drives to the basket. It's absolute joke, dude. Like I told you in a prior episode, I actually got fucking heat on this. Someone took the time out of their day to tweet me about it at Buzz on Tap. So if you want that smoke, I got all of it. That when I remember that episode, I compared Zach Levine when he was driving into the paint to like Derrick Rose, twenty ten years not getting those calls because we saw him bounce around like a pinball in there. And everybody would be so irritated. I mean, that's that's basically, I'm not saying that Zach's at an MVP level like Derrick Rose was. I'm just saying that it's something that you can relate that to. That's a total fair statement. That's totally fair. The fact that he took fucking one free throw tonight is absolutely bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. But again, he made the best out of a bad situation. 30 points, 7 boards, 7 assists. Stacey was really hoping he was going to get that trip-trip dub. It didn't happen, but you know... He was almost there. Tomas Sadoransky, 18 points, plus 18 in the plus-minus. He had five assists. He had one steal. He had three boards, five for nine from the field, one for four from downtown. He hit all seven of his free throws. Chris Dunn didn't have the sexiest offensive stat line, over five like you alluded to, or not alluded to what you said earlier, over five from downtown, one for seven from the field, but he's plus 22. He had seven assists, three steals, one block, no turnovers for Chris Dunn. This is what becomes concerning now, but, I mean, he made the best out of the opportunities that he did have in 31 minutes. Lowry was 4 for 8, 2 for 3 from downtown, hit 3 of, four of his uh, three of 4 free throw attempts, and uh, he had 8 boards, 1 assist, 1 block, uh, plus 7, right. plus minus so, 13 for Lowry. So to add to that, Lowry Markinen took the 6th most amount of field goal attempts. Cornette, yep. White, Thad, 
Tomas and Zach, obviously, um, ahead of him in the field goal attempt chart. Lowry shot 50% on the night, two of three from three point. This is this is not acceptable. I don't care if we win. This shit is getting old. We are squandering what was supposed to be and heralded as a foundational, a generational, an untouchable piece as a stretch forward. That's his role. And granted, I want to say probably three of the four shots that Lowry missed were Duncan Tepps on some cuts that he probably could have finished. There was one pass from Kobe uh, tonight on a driving dish that Lowry didn't finish and ended up going the other way that he should have finished. He also got blocked in the paint after an offensive board. Um, just didn't go up strong enough with it. You know, I mean, they see a little bit of it, and I'm still going to blame Jim Boylan 100% for the incon- how inconsistently he plays Lowry Markin and what he asked Lowry Markin to do within his offensive system. But a little bit comes back on Lowry. He needs to start getting a little bit more aggressive. Now, people want to argue and say, oh, you can't, you know, teach aggressiveness. Then, but yes, yes, you can. And maybe you can't teach it. Maybe if you can't teach aggressiveness, you could definitely learn it. Yeah, well, you can encourage it. You know, like, but it's it, the head coach of an NBA basketball team. If you can acknowledge the top two talents on your team instead of pushing this equal opportunity offense that seems to sway towards Zach Levine, which is the right decision because Zach shot 57% from the field tonight, 6 of 11, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. But one year clear second best option on the offense is taking 13 less shots than your first best option. And a guy who's a reserve on your team in Luke Cornett is taking the second most field goal attempts, there's a problem here. I agree. And there has been. The the way Jim has given Lowry his minutes, he's approached the schemes when Lowry's in the game, and, and we have seen him finally start to stagger Zach and Lowry to the point where at least it makes a little bit of sense. But – yeah. Lowry was was literally the only player that this Bulls front office was willing to commit to as a foundational piece. They'd kind of take a pass on Zach. He's maybe available for the right price. We don't want to lose Zach to Sacramento, but we don't really know about long term. But, yeah, Lowry marketing, foundational, this is the centerpiece of everything, and then this guy's getting eight shots a game. Again, I think that he could force the issue a little bit more when he's out there. Um personally but it, it's been shown i mean we can beat a dead horse and i'm sure we're going to do it again we're going to do it again and again and again and again and again oh, no. throughout and, the rest and, of the season but jim boylan we, is the problem until we get a real coacher yeah that's that's what we're going to talk about your second best offensive weapon is taking one more shot than chandler hutchison and chris dunn that's fucked yeah, that's agree. asinine that is flagrant like this is this is not acceptable after the jump he made in his second season people are talking about all-star year for him this year the regression that came in within jim boylan's offensive schemes and system 
And when we say and when we say people, we're not talking Bolts fans. We're talking Woj. We're talking Zach Lowe. We're talking predominant voices in the NBA community. Oh yeah, expecting major things out of Lowry Markkinen, and instead Jim Boylan just goes, "No mid range, no post ups, layups are three pointers." So Lowry just uh, hang out over there and uh, shoot the ball when Zach or Saddle decide to shoot it to you. Stand in the corner, you blonde-haired, blue-eyed fuck, and hit the three-pointers. Oh, shit. Uh, I wasn't a part of that one. <laughs> no, I'm just From I the can... balcony! The top <laughs> rope! Katung! That's, that's what you got Jim saying in the fucking corner over there. He goes, I don't, I don't need anything from you. I'm going to play his hero <laughs> balls. Literally, literally, Chandler Hutchison, 12 minutes, seven <laughs> field goal attempts. Lowry Markkinen, 31 minutes, four minutes less than Cornette. Two field goal attempts less than Cornette and one more than Hutchison in 19 more minutes. This is a flawed offensive scheme. I don't care who you are. 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, Another great takeaway, and this will be the last thing that I want to touch on in this game. I know we already talked about what happened within the offense, but Zach hit some really big shots there uh, to kind of answer Berton's uh, because Berton's had a really uh, good start of the fourth quarter. Two minutes. You just had a good – Minute yeah. and 33 seconds. Yeah, he struggled mightily tonight, but in the fourth quarter, I think he did draw them within, like, two points or something like that until the Bulls ran away with it. But Zach, when Zach did come back in, uh, Zach was in fuego, fire. And uh, it just speaks to his all-star bid. Please vote for this man, Bulls fans, because he deserves to be All right, it. all right, all right. On this topic, the two players that are going to steal a spot from Zach Levine at least according to Amin Hassan on the jump. Trey Young, who is being voted in by the popularity vote, unfortunately, um, high schoolers rule the internet, and they have more time than adults. So um, the system should probably be changed. But the two players that are going to be in the All-Star game over Zach Levine have been swept during the season by the Bulls. The shitty Bulls have swept the Hawks and the Wizards. So I really don't want to hear how their players belong in the game over Zach Levine when it's in Chicago. Literally, just pull it back. Bradley Beal, any other season? Yes. Gets the nod over both. Trey Young? Yeah. Arguable. I mean, g- given the, the aspects of the All-Star game, Trey Young and Zach Levine should both be starting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I agree with that, yeah. But given the criteria that is oftenly set upon the All-Star game, winning players, uh, Chris Middleton should probably get a vote over both Zach and Trey. So if Chris Middleton is not there and Zach Levine is not there, but Trey Young is there, you can find me outside of the OC, the UC with the sign. I will be there. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I I want him to make it so bad because usually I have a smart-ass answer. Like, I hope he doesn't so I get to see that, but I'd rather have him make it because I think he deserves it. But we'll move in to uh, Friday's game. The Bulls are going to have uh, the first of a back-to-back against the Philadelphia 76ers. T- tough team, 26-16 and 16 on the year for Philadelphia. Bulls coming in off this win against Washington. It is in Philadelphia. It's going to start at 6 p.m. Eastern time. I am flying back Friday 
So I don't know what time I'll be home. I hope we have a Bulls on tap. If we do, we do. Awesome. If we don't, we don't. It is what it is. I can't do anything about it. But, uh, yeah, man, so, you know, it, it, obviously the Bulls are going to be down a couple players. They're going to be down Wendell Carter Jr. They're down Dan, Daniel Gafford. They're down Otto Porter Jr. Uh, all signs point to being down Chandler Hutchinson. Bulls are going down in this game. You're going to need a hope and a prayer to utilize Lowry Markin and more Jim and have, and have Zach go off. And that's what's just going to need to happen in this game for the Bulls to pull out a victory. Other than that, I got nothing else. I'll hand the floor to you for this game real quick. Well, luckily, as far as I'm concerned, um, Embiid will be out after having surgery on a ligament in his hand for, I believe, the next at least week or two. So, luckily, in this matchup, Gafford and Wendell being absent, kind of places the responsibility of Al Horford onto Thaddeus Young, which I don't think is a poor matchup. Um, And if we throw Lowry at the five and that at the four and we're playing that mismatch, uh, maybe we can sneak out an advantage because personally I'd take Zach Levine over Josh Josh Richardson and Simmons uh, under a fine microscope at this point because... He's walking into that max contract extension. If the Sixers falter, he might be on his way out. So it's an interesting matchup. I don't expect the Bulls to win, but I do think the potential for an upset is there. Let's hope and pray then, my friend. Everybody, be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Checking us out on Twitter at Bulls on Tap. Following me at buzz on tap follow my dude goose at bull scripted and following at on tap sportsnet we'll hopefully be back friday after the 76ers game i don't remember what my flight is because i am in the most magical place in the world disney world um but we will for sure for sure be back after saturday's game um against the cleveland cavaliers so be out on the lookout for that share this shit around and uh let's go bulls